Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do It For The Mems podcast, where we have no idea what's going on. Um, today we are going to be talking about stories from shows that we have been in. Um, if you don't know, Emily and I do acting. Emily is currently on an acting degree. I am currently on a theatre and performance degree. Um, though I do more writing than acting. <laughs> um, so we have both been in many a show and have many a story. Yes. Yes. So I'll just get right into the questions. Let's go. So we'll start off simple. What was your favourite show that you've been a part of? Oh, Will, this is a big question to start. <laughs> I'm part of an Amdram um, society when I'm back at home. Um, and I, um, there was, I was in a Midsummer Night's Dream, like five times, but um, my favourite time was when I was in the youth theatre of that Amdram society and I played Bottom and that was so hilarious and so much fun. Um, I loved that. And then in the actual like adults Amdram thing, we did a, a show called uh, Daisy Pulls It Off which is basically like a boarding school and we all look like centrinians and it was so much fun and we had to put on a very posh voice and I was playing like the mean girl's sidekick it was great very nice I think for me my favorite show was Macbeth one oh. because I was Macbeth yeah and two because I love doing Shakespeare and love doing like something really serious and dark. So there was that. And I also am loving doing the show that I'm working on at the moment um, for my final piece for uni. It's a show written by a friend of mine. Um, and it's called Eternal Chase. And I'm playing the moon. And it's just very kind of over the top. And it's not like anything I've done before because all the roles I have are very serious and very um, kind of stoic and, and not very out there. I love um, how our favourite shows, you played dark, mysterious characters. I played Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, from that, what was your favourite role? Bottom. Um, <laughs> but also, um, I was in a play called uh, Separate Tables, and I had to play a waitress, and this waitress was the grumpiest waitress that's ever existed, and I found it hilarious. Um, like, there was once... This was an accident. I knocked over a glass of water on stage and just because of my character, I just looked at it and was like, oh, no. I just walked off stage. Um, and that was a lot of fun. That's um, brilliant. And then in terms of school shows, I actually quite enjoyed West Side Story. I was in a gang. And I was one of the Jets. I don't remember my name, but yeah. Um... My sister's singing in the shower. <laughs> um, 
I think one of my favourite roles that I have played is Arvide in Guys and Dolls. He's like, he's like 90. Um, And he, bless him, he's in about three scenes. um, And one of them, he literally just talks about coffee and that's it. And then another one he sings is this really beautiful song. And the song is the reason it's my one of my favourite characters that I've played. Um, I also, though I hated the show, I did really enjoy my character in our A-level piece, The Hundred. I did not enjoy my character in our A-level piece. My character is, so basically The Hundred is about these people who have died and they have to choose a memory to, to live in forever. And my character is this guide who's like telling them um, what they need to do and kind of walking them through the memories. And I just really enjoyed playing that character. Yeah. I was someone who lived in a jungle and basically said the world is round like an orange a lot. You were only in about half the show. (laughs) Yeah, I know, which is why it didn't make a good um, exam piece. I was in the whole show. <laughs> you never shut up. No, I had the first line and like the second to last line because oh, I got replaced. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered another character that I loved. So in uni, we did this thing called Life Project. So every year we would, every week we would be a different age and our tutor would tell us what we were doing at that age. So I was a wild woman in the wild woman's sisterhood. Oh, yes. in a forest and didn't have any technology. And then I was a wild woman who lived in the wild woman's sisterhood, but I'd had an alien encounter and been abducted by aliens. Um, and that was great. And then at 70, I was living in a home for the mentally insane. <laughs> Wasn't this like based on where she thought you would be in the future? <laughs> well, like, not where she actually thought we'd be, but it was called Life Project because it's like a potential for that to be our life. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never did that at uni. Um, so, have you ever had to do something on stage that's made you uncomfortable? Uh, yeah. In the crucible. Uh, <laughs> that was my one. In the crucible, I played Elizabeth Proctor and Will played John Proctor. And for some reason, our director decided to add in a stage kiss that wasn't even there. Um, and also didn't really make much sense. Yeah, it was when John <laughs> was about to be um, executed for being a witch. Yeah. Um. I was a bit angry and Ms. our teacher was just like oh yeah give a quick kiss there and we were like what um so yeah that was that wasn't comfortable yes i think existing also makes me uncomfortable <laughs> so, so being on stage no i'm quite comfortable on stage uh i'm trying to think if there was anything oh oh there was something, I mean, I've not done many things on stage that have made me uncomfortable because I'm very stubborn. And if it makes me uncomfortable, then I will suggest alternatives. And in West Side Story, I played Tony 
and our director kept trying to make me kiss Maria. I was 18. Maria was 15. And I was like, this is a crime. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, And where she tried to put the kiss was in... The middle of a song. It was in the middle of a song. And we had to run down two flights of stairs. We had like these scaffolding stairs. We had to run down two flights of stairs to the front of the stage. Um, and I was like, by the time we get there, one, I don't want to do it because this is a child. It's inappropriate. And two, by the time I lean in, she'll have started singing her next bit anyway. (laughs) So that didn't happen in the end, which I'm very glad about. But I just found it very weird that she was very pushing for it. And I was like, it's not, it's inappropriate. We had to have when we were cast. We had to have a discussion about it with um, the other director. Um, I remember she called us to the drama studio, and we had to tell her what we were comfortable doing and what we weren't comfortable doing. And we both said we weren't comfortable with doing that because of our ages. But the other director just did not get the memo. Um, I think me and you are in a different place where. You haven't done much on stage that makes you uncomfortable because you won't do it if it makes you uncomfortable. I've not done much on stage that doesn't make me uncomfortable because not much makes me uncomfortable. I will dance um, about idiot. I'll do anything. But there was this one moment. I was 14 during rehearsals and 15 during the show. It was my first show I did at this Amdram Society. Um, and I had to kiss someone on stage and it was actually my first kiss. oh bless you little heart (laughs) which was just awkward because i was so young and a teenager and i was like "Eh." (laughs) bless your little heart i think they are the only things that have ever made me uncomfortable i've done other stage kisses before that are fine because like they make sense it wasn't that i'm uncomfortable doing an acting sense it's like why would I kiss John Proctor when I'm mad at him and he's about to be called a witch? Yeah, it didn't really like it didn't really make it didn't make sense really in the scene and it also didn't make sense with the way that we were playing it. Precisely. And like the whole because as well, we didn't do the full show of the crucible. The crucible is like a three-hour show. We had to do like a 45-minute showing of the crucible. So we kept the most important parts. And the most important parts of the Crucible, Elizabeth Proctor is just angry with John Proctor. So the whole of the show, we were just angry, angry, angry. And then at the end- That was another show that you weren't in very much. I know. (laughs) All of our little pieces, you were kind of cut out of them. (laughs) But you still got full marks, didn't you? Oh no, I think Emily is frozen. Emily! Hello, Emily. She's back. Oh no, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Uh, We were just talking about how you got cut out of all of our A-level pieces. Yeah. You still got full marks though, didn't you? No, so for the first year 
we did a monologue and the group performance and I got full marks in the monologue and one off full marks in the crucible. I think I was the other way around. Yeah, you got one off on the monologue and then full marks on the... But I was in every scene of the crucible, pretty much. Because when I'm in a show, I'm in all the scenes. <laughs> I don't know why. Happens a lot. It's like in Greece. In we did at school, we did a, a performance of Greece, and I was in the ensemble. Um, and basically for that show, I was just singing support. So, if they had a spare song, I sang bits of it I sang back up for other people singing songs um but there was one scene where it was just really it was the end of act one where it's literally just a scene between the t-birds and the pink ladies and they're in costume and then there was little old me just <laughs> just in normal clothes just there to help sing along Pardon? that I think that was year nine no no. No, year nine was um Year nine was Little Shop, wasn't it? No, year nine was uh Bugsy Malone. Oh, I thought those were the other way around. No, year eleven was Little Shop of Horrors and year ten was Greece. We um My sister's getting very aggressive with her singing. <laughs> American and she's like I don't understand English in school the obsession with Bugsy Malone but oh my god it's it's dreadful yeah. it's honestly I I was in Fat Sam's gang I wasn't in this one and we had to do a dance across stage there's like a scene where Fat Sam's gang just dance for some reason I generally don't think there is a reason and I can't remember what is around that part of the show but no one in Fat Sam's gang could dance <laughs> and I I can but I I need a lot of time and a lot of rehearsal and we basically got taught the dance and then we rehearsed it like twice so it looked dreadful like I've seen it back and I just looked really gangly was it West Side Story or Guys and Dolls where they had the whole of the ensemble doing the same dance um, and it's like, like everyone, all of the cast doing the same dance. Oh my God, and shut like, up. <laughs> Not you, Emily. My sister's singing Defying Graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps, I can't hear it. Good. Hopefully no one else will. Oh, I can hear it now. <laughs> So sorry, everyone. This is what I live with. The bathroom's not even near my room. There's like four yeah. walls in between me and the bathroom. She's just very loud. It's fine. It sounds lovely. Yes. Um. What was I saying? She's distracted me now. Uh, some dancing. No, you were talking about dancing in West Side Story. Oh, yeah. Like, none of the ensemble could dance. And for some reason, in the dancing, the last ones that were done and choreographed, so no one could yes. do it. 
what was it? It was like a shuffle or something. We all had to do in pairs. Was it guys and dolls? Was it? Was it uh, the bit where they're at the dance? The mamba was it called? Rambo, rumba, mamba, mamba. I don't know. I wouldn't have done it because I was tiny. Yeah, because you got to. I think that was the one where you just got to walk it halfway through and sing a song. That was Emily. That was just me in every musical. <laughs> I was just walking in, singing songs, and then walking off again. Even in West Side Story, where I was the lead, I walked yeah, in, I... sang a song, and left. <laughs> I wasn't really committed singing in uh, our no. high school productions. And, and if you did, only... it had to be a character voice. Yeah, the only line... So How many verses of Defying Gravity are there? <laughs> so, in Officer Krupke and West Side Story, that was a lot of fun to refer, but I had to do a German accent, and, I mean, it was just a character. It wasn't even singing. It was... Oh, it was so funny, though. <laughs> and then... In West Side, in Guys and Dolls, we were singing Good Old Reliable Nathan. I had one line that was supposed to be a solo in which I was playing a man and couldn't sing the, the words. <laughs> Good Old Reliable Nathan. What's lower? And I couldn't do it. And I was like, I, I'm not a great singer, but I could sing better than this if you'll give me a chance. See, in Guys and Dolls, I just sang um, Arnfied's song. Yeah. Which is a beautiful song and it's it's one of the few songs that I've been given in a school musical that's actually been in my range. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> I was like I sang it and I was like, this is easy. I've got this role. I can do it. It's easy being 70. Oh my god, being 70 was great. The the only the only downside of that role was that I had to have my hair sprayed grey, and I have Ooh, well, like grey hair. Yeah, because I had really thick hair, so we had to we used like a, a can of white hairspray every day. Yeah, and by the end of the show, because we did three days of shows, um, my hair was so crispy and still grey. <laughs> Just, like even though I'd washed it several times, it was just still grey. It was not a good look for me. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So next question: What show would you go back and do differently if you could? Uh, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> only kidding. Only kidding. Um. Oh my god. <laughs> I can hear we're at the end of Defying Gravity now, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone listening. It's very unprofessional of us. But, you know. Um, I mean, I would, if I could go back to all of the school productions, I would just go back and recast myself. <laughs> As, you know, a character that did something. I would go back to Little Shop of Horrors, which is the one school show I wasn't in, um, and I would cast myself as the plant. Yeah. I think I mean, me now could ace that part. Well, I remember when I was, when I 
did like I was shocked at this one moment where we had to run across the stage and there was someone under a table being like the mini mini plant and I tripped over him and went flying across the stage this is on our dress rehearsal and I just stood up and all the teachers stood up and like, were like <laughs> and I just walked across the stage with my thumb up like I'm fine um he doesn't do anything differently I mean I would recast myself in every single school show in terms of outside of school, when I was quite young and... No, nope, apparently Defend Gravity isn't over. I'm not going to lie, it's been going on for a long time. I don't know how long Defend Gravity actually is. Neither do I. But, um, <laughs> non-school shows. When I was first doing shows, when I was like 15, 16 and I'm jumping, I'd just go back and be less nervous of everyone. Because I was just scared of everyone because yeah. they were all a lot older than me. Like my friends from this Amdram um, thing at 30 to like 80. So I was like, oh, these people know what they're doing and they're really good and I'm not. So I was really nervous, but I would just not be like that now. I'm not like that anymore. When I walk into that Amdram society, I'm like, hello, I'm here. I would say the same because I used to do um, Amdram at Oldham Coliseum and I was always terrified every week I was terrified and I remember like I started to just hate it because every week I was just very nervous and I stopped going in the end because <laughs> um, I was just very nervous um, but we did some at Oldham Coliseum we did some they were bizarre shows but I think the characters were fun opportunities. Like one time I played an absolute icon, which was the letter W. <laughs> that is, that is, you know how, how when you do acting, your parents have that role that they remember. Well, yeah. my mum always brings up the letter W, which I played for all of about five minutes. And it consisted of me hobbling across a stage as an old person. See, you just do old people well. I do old people very well. But do you know when I played that character? Weren't you like 11 or something? It was 2014. Wow. So I was, it was seven years ago. <laughs> and I still haven't done anything that in my mother's eyes has lived up to that absolute icon of a character. I think I just had a bit of a moment when you said Play Guilty was seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, we were like 14. I was doing expressive, I was finishing my expressive arts GCSE. We were choosing our GCSEs for year 10 and 11. And we were doing Bugsy Malone. Seven years ago. Yeah. I'm 21 in three days. Yeah. Of recordings, not when you guys are listening to this. I think I'll already be 21. <gasps> yeah, you will. Wow. Oh my God, Defying Gravity is still going. I'm just doing a reprise. <laughs> it's, like, it's like reprise number five at this point. <laughs> um. I don't, I don't know if there are... <laughs> um, are there any shows that 
we did at school that you wish they'd done a different show instead? Uh, yeah. Um, how, how many? <laughs> to be fair, they were all fine. Like, um, Little Shop of Horrors was a good show to do. I think Grease turned out to be a good show to do. I think my issue was when we did Guys and Dolls and then West Side Story, two American gangster musicals. Back to back. Yeah, and we... But we couldn't do Les Mis because they'd done Les Mis like we, 10 years before. We, we, our, uh, I, I threatened to leave. Do you remember? I went, if we're not doing Les Mis next year, I'm not staying. Yeah, and I did stay. We did do Les Mis. Um, and oh, I God. We also... <laughs> There's the end again. I think we, we also asked for Sunshine on the... Which, we did. Ambitious. We never did get that. I don't but, think. I don't think it was an ambitious show to do. I think it was ambitious yeah. in the persuasion skills that we've needed. Yeah, it was ambitious that they pretty much exclusively do American musicals now. Well, I don't think we ever. No, they don't. They did a British musical after we left. They did our house, which I still oh, don't yeah. get. I still don't know what the plot is. I just didn't understand what was going on. But I think that's not their fault. I think that's. I think the musical has two storylines going at once. Yes, it is. Oh my god, Defying Gravity is coming closer. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to go and tell her off. I will be back. Emily, entertain people for five minutes. Well, yeah. In terms of doing different musicals, so. Um... Again, with the gangster musicals two years in a row, and the fact that we were there for seven years, so seven years worth of musical, and we only did Broadway slash American musical. And it's like, it's a lot. It was a lot. So I wish we'd have done something else um, in terms of that, because I wanted to do Labour so bad. I, I also wanted to do Phantom of the Opera, but I'm very aware that Phantom of the Opera was very ambitious because that's the end note in the song Phantom of the Opera was just never going to come out of anyone's gob. Yes. Sorry for that disruption. I am back. All I came back to was Emily talking about Phantom of the Opera. And I assume you are still talking about the same question and thought we were ever going to do Phantom of the Opera at school. Yeah, I never thought we were going to, but it would have been like fun. And, and I was just about to go on to the Shakespeare shows because Matt Oh, well, Beth, shall I do my, what musicals I would swap first? Well, yeah. Um, I would I would have swapped Bugsy Malone for yeah. anything. <laughs> um, I'd have swapped, but no, I wouldn't have swapped Bugsy Malone for Les Mis because I was in year nine, so I wouldn't have got a good part. Um, and I'd have been devastated. But I wouldn't have been devastated because I would have felt great about being in Les Mis. Um, what would I have swapped it for? I feel like um, something British, just to break up the fact that all of them are American. Yeah. Um, but I can't really think of many yeah, British yeah. musicals that were out at that time. You know what? It's a, I think it's a Broadway musical, but it's set in Britain that would have been a lot of fun. Sweeney Todd. Yes, but I think that was... Um, I think... 
that was possible once we started doing a an upper school and lower school musical but when we just did a whole school musical i don't think that was possible there aren't enough characters and it's a bit gory it's same with the sound of music because that's what i probably would have swapped bugs and malone for but there's yeah. not that many characters in it uh they'd have had about 50 von trapp children <laughs> um and I, I definitely would have swapped the whiz for something else because I don't think it was very appropriate for us to do the whiz. I mean, we weren't in, we weren't even in the whiz. We helped no. direct through the scenes and the costumes, um, the whiz. I mean, I guess the same with West Side Story. That wasn't. Oh my god, very... the the person who played um, Anita got a. T- <laughs> like quite a dark turn and we were like what (laughs) yeah different times um yeah um have you done with your musicals no because i would have swapped west side story for something else though i was the lead and part of the reason they told it i was chose it i was told was because I can sing quite difficult songs. Um, they weren't in my range. Yeah, your songs were in my range. Well, they were tenor. They were high for tenor songs. Like they're yeah, high I'm, tenor, and I'm a baritone. So even a normal tenor part is high for me. So a high tenor, high tenor notes just aren't biologically possible. I don't have I don't have the instrument for it Um, (laughs) and it wrecked my voice for ages I'd have swapped it for Limmy's but apparently we didn't have enough singers to do Limmy's at that stage and I was like I'll do it myself (laughs) maybe you would have enough singers if you'd let people actually sing maybe if you could listen to me well, even like they clearly didn't think you could sing because all your lines were character lines. You could have quite easily played Mrs. Tenadier. You'd have made a brilliant Mrs. Tenadier. That's one of my dream roles, you know? Like when I'm older, I want to play Mrs. Tenadier. You are made for that part. Thanks, Will. I'm going to go do it. When I'm like older, I'm going to go be Mrs. Tenadier. And I, I probably would have if they'd have done Les Mis, would have been Valjean or Javert. Probably, I mean, the way that they cast things, probably Valjean, because it's it's the higher part. <laughs> so they would have given me the higher part. But, but if they were going to give me a singing role in Les Mis, they would have given me Fontaine because she's not in half of it. <laughs> or um, Eponine, because she only has, like, Although she has quite, they both have quite big songs. Or maybe a young Eponine. Or young young, uh, Cazette or something. I think Cazette is where the problem lies, is that... I can sing those notes, not nicely, but I can get there. But they wouldn't have let you try. Yes, you wouldn't. You know, for West Side Story, I didn't even sing in the audition. I did. I went in and they were like... They'd, they'd like told us to prepare this song, but I'd been preparing for this audition for weeks. And I was like, I've prepared a different song. <laughs> like I did that in every, every audition for a school musical. I 
did that because they, I wanted to show off, I wanted to sing the song that showed my voice off to the best and what I already knew my voice was suited for. Because like by the time we were doing West Side Story, I'd been having singing lessons for like 10 years. So I knew yeah. what bits I could or couldn't sing. Um. And they always chose songs that I couldn't sing as the audition piece. And I was like, I don't want that part because I can't sing that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd have chosen Les Mis. Oh, I've wanted to do Les Mis so much. That year as well, when we did West Side Story, I had the opportunity to audition for the national tour of Les Mis, which was a very exciting time in my life. I didn't get it, but you know, I got to audition. It's a very exciting time of my life. Yeah, like, like I auditioned for Six. You did, and a few months later I auditioned for Dear Evan Hansen. Didn't and get that either. Yeah. I don't think I was made for open auditions. I don't think I was really made for musical theatre auditions. Um, well, because I, I get very nervous started. and can't sing very well in auditions. I just can't dance. Um, Mm, same. I'm that's on it. that's I, why I'm I need a part in Les Mis. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to dance. And honestly, since I left sixth form, my singing has gotten so much better. Same, literally same. I could just ace. I wish. I wish we'd done like um, we did. We once did like a music theatre concert. Um, that was a time I completely blocked that out that was a time when I was uncomfortable on stage I played Edna is she called Edna? oh my lord I completely forgot about that and yeah. I I really don't like playing big parts like yeah. parts that are extravagant or over the top I really hate it um, it makes me really uncomfortable Um. And I played Edna in, we did I, Welcome to the 60s. This was friends, wasn't it? Pardon? This was before we were even friends, wasn't it? I think we're in year 11, so probably, yeah. Yeah, because I remember it was, um, wasn't it You Can't Stop the Beat as well, um, where you played I did, but I liked that that bit didn't make me uncomfortable because I was just I just came to the front, sang the bit and then went back. But in Welcome to the Sixties, I basically yeah. just walked around as Edna. And I, there wasn't a costume. I it was I was just very awkward and I didn't like it. <laughs> I feel I could have just not been in that bit. Um but I wish we'd done more music theatre concerts like that because it gave yeah. us the opportunity to do more. Like we did Defying Gravity in that, which I couldn't sing at the time, especially because they, they. I don't know, I feel like it was upper key because it was a weird <laughs> key. But I can ace Defying Gravity now. Obviously I sing it, I know. <laughs> We sing it in the car together all the time. Um, obviously, I sing it a lot lower. Yeah, but... But I can ace Defying Gravity. Just a humble brag. 
but that's what I do because big songs are um and my bag yeah because I mean the songs that I chose to sing because they're the easiest songs for me to sing and like um oh my god what's it called oh don't rain on my parade that was one that I always chose to sing I find it really difficult to sing small songs and I don't mean and like I don't mean it in like my voice is just too good I mean I cannot I don't have the skill to to do small songs at the moment I am working on it because it's important but like really quiet whispery songs I just I don't have the skill for it at the moment yeah like Marius I couldn't play Marius one it's too high two the songs are quite um they're quite paced yeah. Is someone singing Defying Gravity at your end now as well? Someone <laughs> is singing Defying Gravity, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> now we're trying to do our podcast today. Um, right. So, has anything ever gone wrong when you were doing a show? I know you mentioned before the glass of water. Uh, and falling over on stage in Peter's uh, <laughs> Oh, also, you fell in. You said dress rehearsal. Didn't we used to do dress rehearsals in front of an audience? Yeah. <laughs> well, also, do you not remember the rehearsal for Guys and Dolls where I fell over and I thought I had like either sprained or broken my wrist? I thought that was you. Yeah, that was me. Um, and then there was that same show where I knocked the glass of water off in the same moment knocked my glass of water over went backstage and he had a flat backstage so he couldn't see into the backstage um, I opened the door, closed the door the backstage flat fell on my head um, <laughs> I had a high budding that like saved my life uh, <laughs> it like hit my hair instead of my head that's actually really funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um, there was this in that same show because I was a waitress a fork fell off of my tray and got stuck under the door and I couldn't open the door but I also couldn't get the fork from under the door <laughs> move this fork from under the door um, and so I have so many there was this one um, we did Cyrano de Bergerac, which is basically there are six nuns who multi-role as loads of other characters. And we, uh, to make that possible, we had to have rip-off nun costumes, which, you know, <laughs> we'll move past that. Um, <laughs> I, I couldn't, I ripped my finger off, but I left my like, headpiece on. You have it. Yes, thank you. I can't remember the name. Um, um, I was playing a market lady selling oranges <laughs> just with two costumes on. Um, the one where, God, I've got something. Daisy pulls it off. Um, there's a bit where they are falling down a cliff. But obviously, you couldn't have a cliff. So we were using the staircase that we had as part of the school setup. And I fell down the stairs. And like just a couple of them, because I was like trying to pull someone up. So I had one of my foot wedged on one of the stairs. I was like pulling someone up, but my foot slipped. 
so I just sort of went down a few steps and like did like a bit of a jump down the stairs um, which was fun in that same show there was um oh my lord there's um a moment where we had to eat cake and speak at the same time it was really really funny but one night we got a bigger laugh than we expected and it made us laugh um me and my friend who i was doing it with and we were just laughing and trying to get our lines out with this uh cake in our mouth so that wasn't fun i've got so many where i filled in for someone else going wrong do you want me to go in for those um, shall I do mine where they've gone wrong yeah. first? And then we can do stories where we've, we've other people have gone wrong. Um, so I don't have that many because I'm a perfectionist and I get really anxious about doing things wrong. Oh, me too. And I just play it off when things go wrong. I'm usually playing comic characters, so it usually works out fine. Um, but when I was 11 we did a, a summer school, like a week-long summer school for a musical. It was like a Peter Pan musical, but they had original songs. And I played Peter Pan. And we got the... So we started on the Monday. We got the script on the Wednesday. The show was on the Friday. So I had two days to learn this whole show as Peter Pan. And then also, on top of that, I learned like two of the songs for the show like two solo songs on the day of the show. <laughs> and basically in the first performance, everything went to plan. Everything was absolutely fine. And then the second performance, which was like half an hour later, there was just a scene where I just forgot all the lines in the scene. I just couldn't remember any of them. <laughs> it was, I was so embarrassed. It was horrible. Um, and knowing you know them but can't get them out and just knowing you can't run off stage and you're like oh yeah but then when I was I think I must have been seven or eight I was in a pantomime of babes in the woods and for some reason at some point in the show the zombies came out and we did thriller I don't know why but before that scene I was the pantomime ghost so I had to go on and scare someone as the ghost. But before that, I was being a circus performer and doing cartwheels. And basically what happened was I went off stage, got into my thriller costume and usually put the sheet over my head, over my thriller costume. But I forgot and just went and waited where I was for the... Um, entrance of thriller which was on the other side of the building because i came in from the back of the audience whereas the ghost i came in stage right um and basically i was watching it unfold and the person got into bed and i just had this moment of oh my god i'm supposed to be over there <laughs> as a ghost so i pegged it round luckily the two villains of the show also have a moment where they're ghosts so they have ghost costumes and they went on instead so it all was fine but I just completely forgot to go on and missed my cue has anything else gone wrong I don't oh oh my word um 
when I did, I did a performance at the Lowry last year and it was awful. Everything about it was awful. The performance, the rehearsal process, <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And we, we were, we were ready to start. I was sat on a chair and my character and the character I was sat with, basically what happened was we got locked in a room and our characters didn't hear the, the, the door locking and were very sceptical that we were locked in the room. And the sound effect for the door locking, which cued other people, didn't play. And it was very important that it did in order for the action to start. And we were just yeah. staring at each other with that fear in our eyes because we knew that we couldn't... There was nothing we could do about it because we couldn't cue it because then our whole character was off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There was no way that we could acknowledge that the door had, had locked so that everyone else could start. And there was honestly about five minutes of just silence and I just wanted to die inside until someone else was like, was that the door locking? <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, that was... It doesn't be, it's, it's not as long as it feels though when you're on stage. Oh, it's honestly awful. But those moments where someone's messed up and you know that there's nothing you can do about it because if you do something, then it throws everything else off. You know that someone else has to do it, but they're not doing it. <laughs> it was that feeling because it's like, I know that I, I, I can't, I have the skills to improv this, but I know that if I do, then anything my character does after this point makes no sense anymore. <laughs> but it's just oh I hated it's, that show that's a show I would go and change I'd get yes. rid of some of the people in the cast <laughs> and I'd do a completely different show yeah um, in terms of other people going wrong my favourite well, well favourite it was bloody terrifying was when I did Midsummer Night's Dream and it was a conversation I was having with Quince. Um, the person playing Quince forgot all of their lines in this scene and we were having a conversation um, about, oh, but we need to have a wall in the theatre. Oh, this is what we'll do. We need to have a moon. Oh, this is what we'll do. But I didn't have the cue of we need to have a wall. We need to have a moon. So I basically did a monologue where I looked like a madman. Because I was going, oh, we must have a wall. Oh, I know, we must have a moon. Oh, I know. I looked even more mad because obviously this is Shakespeare. So I had to make my ad-lib bits sound Shakespeare, um, which was quite a challenge. <laughs> very entertaining for me um, and quite stressful. And, you know. There's a few moments where someone's like forgot the outline and you say it for them and it's fine. Like, yeah. Um, they don't really there's been a few times, to be honest. There was one in my GCSE performance. I was doing a duologue and <laughs> in the actual performance, the other person forgot their half of the duologue. Yeah. So it became a monologue. And yeah. it was a bit like yours, where I looked like a mad person. 
Um, luckily, it wasn't a conversation. It was kind of stylized. But I looked insane. And, and because they forgot it and I waited for them to... I lost marks because the marker thought I didn't know my lines and wasn't sure of my lines. I was like, no, I was just covering for someone else. Um, and I was only... How old did I have been? 16. So, you know, not as skilled as I am today. Um, <laughs> but there was another time when in our music theatre concert, we did Hairspray. Yes. And we did You Can't Stop the Beat. And there was a bit where we were dancing in threes at the end. And the very last moment, we were supposed to all run into the middle and to be fair, it's on me that I embarrassed myself because in no rehearsal did anyone run into the middle, even though I kept reminding them, the singing teacher kept reminding them, the director kept reminding them, no one ever did it. So when the actual performance did it, of course, no one did it, but I did, and I was very embarrassed. Um, and then there was a point in Bugsy Malone that isn't related to either of us. Do you remember? Um, no. In Bugsy Malone, one of the characters has a butler. And the person playing the butler wasn't really taking it that seriously. And on the day of the show, basically there's a scene where um, one of the gangster's wives is in a scene alone with the butler. Yeah. And the butler wasn't paying attention missed their cue and did not come on for ages and this poor girl was just sat there having to improvise on her own <laughs> for ages pardon i think we probably watched it on different nights i was in it oh i wasn't in bugsy malone oh i was okay. in bugsy malone there we go. Why weren't you in Bugsy Malone? Uh, I dropped out. <laughs> I don't know why. What year was it? Were we in year nine? Nine. Who knows why? I just don't want to be in it anymore. Is that is that the only show that you have ever dropped out of? Yeah. It's the only one I wasn't in. I've dropped out of two. One was Little Shop of Horrors, and that was because I had... I had two lines, but I was being brought to every rehearsal for for no apparent reason. And we were doing our GCSEs and I was getting very stressed about it. And I was juggling a lot with, uh, I was going to every re revision session I possibly could and rehearsals were getting in the way. And I started to not be able to see why I was, at, it, it became a bit of a waste of time for me and a bit of an extra stress because I was going to this, these rehearsals and basically just sitting there or learning choreography that I knew I wasn't going to be using because I wasn't in that dance. So it's like I'd rather just drop out and go and do my revision and do well at my exams. At that time, I also dropped out of Midsummer Night's Dream at Oldham Coliseum for the same reason, because I was getting stressed by my GCSEs. And also, um, I went with a friend and we both kept missing rehearsals because we kept having D of E on that day. <laughs> 
And we turned up on the day of the show to support them. And we'd obviously been replaced. We were very happy about that. But our replacements didn't turn up. So we were handed scripts and we had to go on and perform a Midsummer Night's Dream script in hand. And yes, I'd done a Midsummer Night's Dream a couple times before, but I'd never played the character that I was playing in that one. So I didn't know any of the lines and I was just there like, yes, hello, what is happening? <laughs> that was interesting. But those are the only two shows I've dropped out of, I'm pretty sure. And they were both for the same reason, but I was distressed about GCCs. But yes. I find it crazy that we were in every single school musical pretty much together. And we didn't know each other existed till the end of year 11. Yeah, not even, we did. it's not even that we, we didn't know each other because we, we were in different bands. We genuinely had no idea that the other person yeah, just, existed. Yeah. We knew everyone else on in our year or at least knew their face or their name but we were paired together for our valedictory performance in in year 11 and we were both stood there and i remember looking at emily and going i have no idea who this person is <laughs> i have never seen them in my life so what it was for valedictory you sort of wrote down on a sheet what you could do and i was like oh i can play guitar and will wrote down that he could sing and we yeah. both went into the music office at the same time and our teacher looked at us and went, oh, you two can be together. And we were like, okay, who are you? <laughs> You're like, hello, what's going on? And, and it was the best of our lives. And we have done singing oh, yeah. concerts since that sound that were good. a lot better. We've redeemed ourselves. Yes, I don't know what it was. We just couldn't seem to pick a song where we could sing and play at the same time. Yeah, it was really strange. And Somehow we were both off, off beat. <laughs> yeah, and it's like it was weird because it, a song that you could definitely sing and a song I could a hundred percent play and we just, could, playing we just could put it together. together. It's so <laughs> it's awful. But then we did. What even was this? Oh, we did like that charity thing. Um, yeah, but what song did we do at Valedictory? Oh, we did Hold Back the River. Oh, God. And then at the charity thing, we did um, Lucy Spraggan. Yeah, we did two Lucy Spraggans. And an Ed Sheeran song. And it was really good. And it was chucking it down with rain. And it was good. (laughs) And then I definitely redeemed myself because I sang at our year 13 valedictory. But I sang with a piano which was the instrument that I was most used to singing with. I mean, before our year 11 valedictory, I'd never sung with a guitar before. So I think that was probably part of the issue. Yeah, and anything I performed with my guitar, I had sang. So I was in charge of being in time with my own instrument. I had never had to be in time with someone else. Oh, it's very stressful. We could play together all the time now. Yeah. But I, at our year 13 valedictory, I sang um, When We Were Young. Oh, and yeah. I think I did fine. I didn't do anything at year 13 valedictory. No, I made sure I did, because I was like, after year 11, I have to do something good. I can't I have these it. people leaving here thinking that that was the best I could do. <laughs> I just didn't like 
for six more with us. Like, I'm done with this. I'm done with you all. I'm not going to sing for you. I'm not going to play for you. <laughs> I just took any opportunity I could to sing. If someone asked me to sing, I was like, yeah, I'll sing in this thing. Don't worry. I'll do that. Um, right. Final question. Um, I do. This is a juicy question, Emily. Have you ever had to work with anyone who was difficult or unprofessional? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, directors, mostly. Um, if we're going into school productions. We had this director who was quite emotional. Um, she was a lovely woman, though. Oh, yes. This is one of our favourite people of school. She was fantastic. And we really like her. And whenever we go back to school, she always has a lovely chat with us. But she was quite emotional. Um, and whenever we do something wrong in rehearsal, it was usually like the day of when not everything was done yet. And we had so much to do. And the dress rehearsal was like two minutes away. And we had choreographed the last dance. It was just a bit much for her. And then... Choreography yeah. was always left fairly late on in the process. <laughs> And then someone else, actually, in a school show, when we did West Side Story, there was someone who was in charge of the choreography, like a student. And I don't think he was very professional. I think I know who you mean. Okay. There was... Pardon? You agree? If I know who you mean, yeah. Okay. There was also someone who very much had main character syndrome, even though they didn't have a song or lines. <laughs> like they just wanted to be the center of attention all the time. And they, oh, that was one thing. They um, they tried to t tell me how to sing. I think I know who you mean. Um, on several occasions um, in, during West Side Story. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't mind people telling me, giving me tips or help or anything. I'm up for it. But I knew a lot more than she did. And also the reason why some of the bits sounded bad was because it was not physically possible for me to get that high. And those bits were eventually cut from the songs yeah. because they were wrecking my voice and there was just no way that I could get them ready in time for the show. I mean, one bit of the one song was cut on the day of the show because I was like, I can't sing this anymore. And also I can't place any of these notes because I have no control over that bit of my voice because I shouldn't even be singing that high. Yeah. And I've then, also, oh, sorry. I was, I was just gonna say, I also just remembered it was really hard to sing in the school shows and like place the notes because the orchestra was really loud. They were quite loud. They were good, but they were quite oh, yeah. loud. And great. also because they were like next to you. <laughs> yeah. The microphones we used weren't top of the range. So the orchestra was always louder than the singers. Yeah. But then, oh, so many directors wise, the director for the show at the Lowry, she's a lovely woman. But once the group once she figured out that the group didn't understand her process, she found it very difficult to try and explain her process. And I'd worked with her before and had a great time. And um, 
put so much effort in trying to get the rest of the group to understand our process because I thought the process was really good. And I put a lot of effort in and basically what happened was when it came time to feedback, all of that was completely ignored. And what she focused on were the moments when I felt uncomfortable, which everyone did in that situation because it was an awful situation to be in. I mean, two of the people were late every day, left early every day. If other people had ideas, they were quite rude about shooting them down. But if you very politely told told them their idea wasn't good, they kind of became very stroppy. And they were very GCSE standard. And I don't really care much about saying that. It is rude, but, you know, if you're not going to behave professionally and you're not going to behave politely to people, then I don't really care about saying it as it is, which is that they were at TCC standard. I mean, there was one point where they they said we should walk around in a circle chanting, and I was like, that is something that even at GCSE we were like, no. You see memes about that. Exactly. And I was like, this is our degree. I'm not walking around chanting. Yeah. So I think that is the most unprofessional situation I've ever been in. Um, and I would not, I, you could not pay me to repeat the process or work with some of those people again. Most of the people in that group, I will say, were absolute stars and were lovely. But those two or three people just made it almost impossible to get anything done. I find it quite interesting that both of, like, that all of this, all those negative stories that we've told, have all been from our education and, like, all of our amateur ones we've absolutely loved. I I loved doing amateur theatre. Um, I stopped doing it in year 11 because I stopped having time to do it because I wanted to focus on my education. But I loved doing it. Yeah, I just didn't care about my education and carried on with the old job. Um, I will say, though, uh, I I am enjoying all of the performances I'm doing in uni. So when I say my negative stories are from education, I mean high school. Yeah, I've had, that was the, that was the, the show at the library that I did is the only show that was bad that yeah. I've done at uni. Even to oh, watch- except the first one. <laughs> I didn't watch the first one, but to watch that show that you did with the Lowry, it wasn't bad. Like you, might, you didn't enjoy being in it, but I enjoyed watching it. I think by the end, there was, there was no way for me to ever think that that show was going to be good. Because I think in order for, a sh- for someone in a show to think the show's good, the rehearsal process has to be good. Yeah. And it just, it was horrendous. It was the one of the worst experiences of my entire life. It certainly was the worst rehearsal process of my entire life. Yeah. And I, because I'm going into script writing now, and hopefully that that will allow me to move into production. And, you know, I'd quite like to one day be able to write and cast a series myself if they ever walked into the room I would immediately send them away yeah because I just they have no respect for anyone else we're not going to end on a negative note Emily 
No, of course not. But that was the last question. <laughs> so, let me try and think of a question on the spot. What's the funniest moment you've ever had in a show? Yes. A rehearsal period or in a show? In a, let's go rehearsal period. Funniest oh. moment in a rehearsal period. <laughs> well, I've got one. We were rehearsing for a school show and um, we were all quite tired. And one of the people started giving notes to someone about a line. And Will wasn't very happy about this and turned around and went, that is my line. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Maybe that's what happened once. It's happened twice actually where I've had to be like, that is my line. Um, there was once where we were doing the crucible and someone else said my line. Oh, I and then I got told off for not knowing my line. And I said, well, that was my line that they said. Um, and I was very cross because I uh, had a bad day. Maybe what you said did happen. <laughs> I think it was for guys and dolls. I don't think I'd have meant it to come out as harsh as it did. No, 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 no. <laughs> because you, we knew you were meant to just go, oh, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and our director for those shows and I had a really great relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we both understood that our processes didn't match up very well. The way that they worked didn't always work for me and the way that I worked didn't really work for them. Um, and I think we understood that um, and I think we both I mean they were stressed by the situation and the show and the pressure and they caused me a lot of stress um, <laughs> but I, I they're so, they are lovely um, oh of course and I think it is a testament to them that we were quite comfortable just to be like oh, no yeah. Of course. And like, I think it says a lot that both of us just were not in one of the plays in the seven years that we were there. Yeah, I, I know for a fact as well that they pushed for us to have bigger parts as well. Well, for me, <laughs> to have bigger parts. Um, I, I was very aware going into them that I was never going to have a big part because I was, I was, I was typecast as like the funny one. I think that was the problem, was that it, it wasn't necessarily that they didn't think that you could handle the big part. I don't actually think you were suited for that many of the leading lady parts. I mean, you... a lot of them, I think I was more suited than they thought I was. But yes. I think you had I, the skill. I, but they Maybe not for Maria at the time. I mean, not for Maria, because that was so out of my range. Not even... <laughs> that's soprano to the highest level of soprano and that's not me um, it's a mad part but yeah i really enjoyed the rehearsals it's fun yeah really and i think they kind of just assumed that that's the route you would go down is the funny character i thought that's i think that's what they probably thought your career will be i mean yeah because I see that for you. I think you have the skill to buy any part you want. But I think your future is in 
over-the-top comedic characters because <laughs> I think that's what you excel at you are just so brilliant at doing that whereas okay. I'm I'm brilliant at playing someone who is psychotic and quite stoic what's <laughs> psychotic it's like the is this a dagger which I see before me I'm quite good at playing unhinged yeah it comes <laughs> far too easily <laughs> I'm good at playing over-the-top dramatic and Will's going to play unhinged. I wonder if this says much about us. We should, do a, we should do a show where you're playing, where I'm unhinged and you're playing someone who's absolutely nuts. Blame it. <laughs> you can play all the unhinged characters, which is most of them, and I'll just play... That's brilliant. I so want to do Lemis at some point. I know, and I want to do it with you. I want us. But the thing is. Oh my God, Emily, that's exactly what we should do. We should start doing full musicals just on our own. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Because, but as well, you know, if we'd have done um, Les Mis in school, that if I was Mrs. Tenardier, they would have made you Tenardier because they were obsessed. They would have done, and I would not be a good Tenardier. <laughs> it's really not in my wheelhouse to be Tenardier. Because I know that because in our music theatre concert, I was Tenardier. <laughs> But also because they were obsessed with being you being husband and wife. How many times have we played husband and wife? Well, a crazy amount. Like forgetting, like forgetting shows. Even when we were just like in workshops or rehearsal periods, and you'd have to put people in pairs. We were put in pairs a lot. I think we've only played husband and wife twice, though. The Crucible and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. I've had many wives over my time at high school. Excuse me! <laughs> um, yeah, I have, because I had a, a wife when I was Claudius in Hamlet, a wife when I was Macbeth. Um, I assume I was a widow in Guys and Dolls, because I had a grandchild, so I must have at some point had a child. Oh, um, yeah. West Side Story, I'm, I would have eventually had a wife, but I died. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, and Midsummer Night's Dream, I had a wife, but she was also dead, I think. <laughs> and The Crucible and Romeo and Juliet, of course. Yes. I've just played someone's dad a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing someone's dad and granddad since I was genuinely six years old. And I was played someone's granddad in the nativity and I got a, a CD for Christmas. That's how old we are, Emily. I played someone's granddad who got a CD for Christmas. Who gets CDs for Christmas anymore? Um, I actually got a CD for Christmas this year because my car is too old. <laughs> so I rely on CDs. But, but Emily, that that nativity was 15 years ago. Well, stop it. <laughs> oh. But I've, I've been playing singing parts since 
primary school. I don't think I've ever been cast as a singing part. Well, uh, well, in my primary school, you, it, the choir started auditioning people at year three. Oh yeah, same. I was in the choir. And if you were in the choir in in life, you were in the choir in the show. Um, yeah. But then when it got to year five and we did The Lion King, myself and two other people basically sang the opening song. And then when we did um, The Wizard of Oz in year six, um, I, I was, a, so they split all the characters into three and I was the scarecrow, but the bit that sang. So yeah. the scenes where the scarecrow sang were the scenes that I was in. <laughs> <laughs> and that song was just not right for me at that time either. <laughs> right, so that is, I mean, it's not all of our stories from... Yeah, shows. we could do another episode if we decide to one day. We fully could do. Um, but that is all we have time for. We've ran over quite a bit. Um, so next week we will be back with personality will, quiz. Yes, we will be taking personality quizzes to find out our personality. Uh, a, B, C, D, H, I, J, F, M, 2, 4, 7 things. Yeah. 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 So we will see, well, we won't. I keep saying we'll see you, but we won't. We will we hear will you. Us. No, you'll hear us. <laughs> <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. No, but we will be back again next week. Yes, we will. Bye bye. Goodbye.